Tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast, we have your WWE TLC recap. You, we have your Ring of Honor final battle recap. Uh, the Gamans decided to shake everything up this week on WWE television. That and a whole bunch more tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast. Said shake up. That's not bad. They did say shake up. This is at 9 to 5. It's time to feel alive. Hello, Marks, and welcome to the Band for Ringside Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Job Riggle. And to my right, as <laughs> always, we have, what? not as always, but for two weeks in a row, we have Murray the Murray Man. Murray, what's going on, Murray? More than two weeks. I've been here for a while, but I just haven't been in Zach's seat. Yeah, well, that's why Directly I said to, to my Zach. right, as always. Or right, yeah. It was to my right, as always. We miss you again, Zach. We do Two miss weeks you. in a row, poor bastard. I am going to see him Saturday for Christmas. Christmas, but how you doing, Murray? I'm doing great. Uh, I you can th- come to Christmas too, I guess. If you want oh, to. well, he said, I guess <laughs> we invite we get invited to Christmas, but not to uh, any of the restaurants that sponsor us. Um, so you got go there by here. Huh? I'm doing great. Yet again, we're not. I mean, if you're if you're listening to this as we post it audio wise, clearly you won't know this. But for next week, and anybody who's actually watching, we are live on all of our social medias at the moment. Every Facebook, single week, guys. Twitter. YouTube, Instagram, yada yada. We're all over the place. BFR Pod, banned from Ringside, everywhere else. Friends of BFR. Uh, am I talking about the shirts? Yeah, yeah talk about the shirts. Okay, talk about so the shirts. if you didn't know, we have tons of shirts, not tons, but three different designs at the moment, and they're all on ProWrestlingTees.com. We got the BFR 314. Great stocking stuffers. We got the the Sam I am is wearing one he right is. now. He's he wearing it right Sam. now. That's say that's why you get paid the big bucks. <laughs> so yeah, we've got three different designs up there right now. They're they're available for you to purchase and uh, wear with nothing else but the shirt if you want. Whatever yeah. combination you want to do, bring them in for your lady. Yeah. And oh, uh, what about the YouTube channel? Uh, yeah, so the YouTube channel is still going, still going strong. Uh-huh. We're getting subscribers every day. We're Banged hoping to get up more with BFR. Banged up is our first real segment that we've been pushing. We got more to come. We also subscribe, subscribe to it, like it, share it with your friends, talk about how it's your favorite thing in the world because and, it is. And to his right, as always, go ahead. We have Jason Cornelius Bell. What's going on, JCB? Allow us to dust off the good book of Band for Ringside, Volume Eighty Six. <laughs> Chapter 3, verse 14, and the good smart saith hashtag boo the heels. It's all good, baby. I uh, just wanted to kind of piggyback on Murray's uh, promo aspect. Uh, Power Slam TV or Power Slam TV.com. Mm-hmm. We are partnering with them. They've given us a coupon good for one free month of streaming service. Uh, if you go to the coupon code and type in all capital letters, band, B-A-N-N-E-D-F-R-E-E, all one word, you will get a free month of Power One Slam free month, TV guys. And, I, I've already started watching. And I it's literally... Any in the rest of any restaurant, any 112 independent pen- wrestling promotions around the world, 4,000 hours that they, they say that they have ready to stream at your perusal. You- so, once again, powerslamtv.com, use the code, get you a free month of independent wrestling. Yeah, and put that money in our pockets because we are making tons of money doing this <laughs> podcast, obviously. Uh, no, actually, this is just one thing. They offered us the same thing that they're offering you guys. You get one month of 
Say it again. Free streaming service with 112 powerslam.tv around the world and when i say around the world i mean around the world spain ireland Italy. the united states you name it it's probably out there for those you those are all places in the world wakanda anywhere you want to watch oh, this program right. nobody knows about wakanda no they wakanda do they do there was a whole movie about it <laughs> actually in 2018 can you guys believe black panther came out in 2018 that seems like 2 years ago that seems like a really long fucking time ago that Black Panther came out. We're coming at you from the exquisite Shock City Studios in beautiful St. Louis, Missouri. We got Sam the Mauler Mall, as previously mentioned, turning the knobs. Mr. Perfect's in the house. Uh, we got a bunch of stuff to talk about. We're missing Zach. I like I said earlier, uh, before we get too far into it, uh, we talking about that day one-ish sponsor that sold Taco that... Delicious Korean Mexican fusion food that you never knew that you needed in your life until you've had it. They have brick and mortar places in the U City Loop in St. Louis, Missouri, Columbia, Missouri, Chicago, Illinois, Champaign, Illinois, Chesterfield, Missouri. Two food trucks driving around St. Louis uh, as we speak every day. Go get yourself some Soul Taco. They have that spicy pork burrito, guys. They got them chicken tacos. They well, you can get either protein with either one but i'm telling you guys if you haven't had it yet go get it it is it it is not we're not putting on airs here we're not telling you that we like something even though we don't like it like we usually do with wwe we're saying (laughs) that soul taco is actually good and then we also have jj twigs pizza on southampton uh it's a great place to go watch a game it's a great place to go take your family they have awesome thin crust or uh double decker pizzas there um i know that it is a franchise place so each place gets to make up its own menu and jj twigs on southampton has the best menu of all the jj twigs so if you've been the one but you haven't been to the one in south city i totally recommend it it's on southampton it's part of our southampton mafia like we like to say uh they've been a sponsor not day one ish, but day two ish, pretty much. So uh, please give them the love. Go and check it out and tell them the band from Ringside sent you. And without further ado, let's get to our three counts. JCB. Like we do in chronological order around these parts, we're going to start with the ROH show, uh, Final Battle, on Friday nights at the Hammerstein Ballroom, one of their main strongholds, if you will. For Man, I'd love to go see a show there. Yeah, it looks that, awesome. That looks crazy. I mean, it's, it's such an intimate setting. I would love to be there at least one time at some point. Um, main event on the ROH show was a little surprising. It was the latter war match between the Young Bucks, the Briscoes, and SCU. Um Kazarian and Scorpio, Scorpio Sky. Scorpio Sky, yeah, for thank that you. Night, yeah. It was it's, it was probably one of the best matches of the card, if not the best match of the card, depending on what you like. Uh, Briscoes end up going over there, and then after the match, uh, you kind of had a curtain call kind of episode with the Bucks, Cody, um, Hangman Page, Marty Skrull, anyone elite, uh, related to the elite. They brought in SCU, brought in uh, Christopher Daniels, and basically said that. Everybody is all elite at this point, and they will see us sooner versus later. So it looks like all elite wrestling is starting to become more of a reality, but obviously time will tell. From that point, uh, 
you had Jay Lethal versus Cody Rhodes. Jay Lethal won in a okay match. Not good, not great. It was okay, maybe a little long for my liking, but neither here nor there. Um, Hangman Page yeah, Hangman Page, and Jeff Cobb for the television title. Jeff Cobb goes over here, but once again, Hangman Page is everything that I keep telling people that he is, and then some. I think he's he badass. held up very well against Jeff Cobb, and sooner or later, he's going to have gold around his waist. I can see it coming. I just can't tell you when or where. So all those AEW guys went out on their back the way that they're supposed to go because it looks like AEW is a thing, and we can get to AEW later, which I'd like to get to. Um, I will say Cody did the best job that he could have the way that you're supposed to in wrestling, which uh, before the match they were saying, we love you, Cody, and he says, "If if you really loved me, or if I really loved you back, I'd be at the Madison Square Garden show, which got mega heat for him. Uh, Hangman Page went out on his back. Jeff yeah. Cobb won. Christopher, da- Christopher Daniels, the Fallen Angel, uh, lost in what they said was going to be his last, last match, match so, uh, versus yeah. uh, Marty Skrull. Um, and then Bully Ray came out and gave him a low blow while he was taking his curtain call, which is a nice touch. That... That match was overbooked with him and Flip Gordon, but it still it told this a story and it completed the story. Okay, even though you brought in Sandman, you brought in all kind of outside guys. Right, seeing Sandman was definitely a surprise. Yeah, but I mean, but it, Sandman had been part of the story from to the begin beginning. With, so it was just now we've completed the story. Cherry on top of the cake. Now you know both guys can go on. Flip Gordon has gone over. He can go his way. Bully Ray can do Sirius XM well, Radio. Bully Ray. I mean, went out. I mean, he did what you're supposed to do as an older wrestler, which is he got tons of heat, tons of heat, tons of heat, and then ultimately Flip Gordon went over in the end, and he made Flip Gordon a star in the ROH universe. No Novel doubt. Idea. Huh? Novel fucking idea. I know. Isn't it weird how that works? <laughs> I'll tell you so what. I say the veteran puts over. When the I first met Jason Bell. And this is probably 15 years ago. He was bitching about how Undertaker wouldn't put anybody over at WrestleMania. And he bitched about that until WrestleMania finally, <laughs> until Undertaker finally put somebody over. And then he bitched about Undertaker putting over Lesnar. Thank you. It's the wrong guy. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting for this for so long. And this is the payoff. Uh, lethal versus Cody. I don't think it was too long. I think it was about right for a big match. I mean,. I'll that's, just, a ti- I'll, that's a title match. I think the only reason it didn't go on last is because, man, it's tough. It's tough. It's tough to follow a ladder death match, which and, was the Briscoes versus SCU versus the Young Bucks, they, they which had some right. insane spots. Yeah, they did that right. Where this is, I know it's for the world title, and I get that. And the world title should usually be the last match. I wouldn't have wished that upon anybody to follow that ladder war match. That was no, absolutely it, insane. It would have you had come color up short. the way you were supposed to have it. You had crazy spots. Lots of color. You had the guy that the, the team that I thought should have gone Can over. Can I say I think Kazarian is too old to be Shit. having that much color? <laughs> like I mean, Scorpio Sky did great in his first um, main event. Spot. Oh man, it was a it was a I mean it was a spot fest. It was a spot fest. And there but is it's a, supposed to be a spot fest. There is a place for spot fests. They are fun. And, and that, that was, was the place. A, that was a fun spot match. Okay. The the biggest spot of that match to me was when I think you said it was Nick Jackson. I I can't tell the Jacksons apart, but Nick Jackson went through a table from the ladder in the middle of the ring, over head the top first, rope. face first 
into I, I a table. That. I don't know if he went face first, but it. it I rewatched it a couple times. I mean, either way, it was nasty the, as fuck. The uh, slingshot um, stunner onto the table. Either or spot was good. The Matt Taven spot was crazy because, like we said, I think that Garwell is a little too close to the ring. But yeah, the Taven or the Dalton Castle or the Taven spot against Dalton Castle definitely looked. Painful, maybe the second most painful looking spot of the weekend. But we're getting the TLC here in a minute. Oh shit! Uh, there was one other thing I wanted to say. Oh, Zack Saber Jr. versus John Gres- Jonathan Gresham was a match that I know that a lot of people think that that might have been boring. But there is a place in a card that's especially that large where you're going to have two right submission specials. Yeah, it was right in the Perfect. middle, and I'm a big Saber Jr. Mark. Uh, you're welcome. And, I I said a long time ago, I'm done apologizing for being wrong about him at the beginning. I'm not done hearing it. Um, Zack Sabre Jr. versus John Gresham was awesome. And the pin that Sabre Jr. put on Gresham without using his hands but standing on the top of his head was also very innovative. And he came out and got lots of heat. He created lots of heat at the beginning of the match by just... Because there was just, no storyline, just smacked them across the face, and then you know who the heel is, right? You know, <laughs> it's not like give me thirty seconds. That's pro wrestling. Uh, but that was ROH final battle. Uh, for my money, I've watched, you know, probably eight or nine ROH pay per views front to back. That I, I'd give that one a B plus. I thought it, 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 was, it was a lot it of fun. It was really solid, and especially. I watched the weekly shows and then watched the pay-per-views. The weekly shows kind of chop it up. You watch a lot of only, wrestling. No shit. The weekly shows go <laughs> <It's> unbelievable. Uh, <laughs> I love you, Becky, by the way. Uh, the weekly shows break them up into the hours, but then you got the one pay-per-view that was four hours, and it made the whole company look more complete it felt more complete versus like the three hours that you get with raw you basically see everybody and then you get the two hours with smackdown you see everybody so you don't get to miss anyone you know what i'm saying roh just does a little better with what they have to work with than wwe in my opinion at least in that scenario right on and that's gonna bring it to our two counts what you got murray man tlc was this past sunday and uh we're probably going to talk about uh, who won the predictions later, right? Uh, I, I mean, I can give it out right now. So out of a possible 13 points, um, there was a tie for first place this week, which was me and Zach both got 10 points. Mm. Um, Murray right. got nine. Woo! Uh, JCB got eight. And yeah. Sam got seven, yeah. which I think is pretty much the... Uh, that's the handicap for somebody that's never watched wrestling yeah. but only listens to a bunch of idiots talk about it, is that they only predict a slightly worse yeah. <laughs> than the people who actually watch it. Oh, yeah. I'm painstakingly close so, to this. So, I've got so eight I, freaking points. But just so I'm putting it out there because my buddy Top Hat always wants, up, us, Top Hat? He wants us to throw out the points, is that JCB is at a total of 66 uh, job wriggle. That's me. I'm at a total of 65. Zach is at a total of 64. So it's tied up top. Um, whoa, 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 66 is more than 64, correct? 66 is JCB. Okay. Bill's got 65. Okay. Zach has 64. Okay. So I'm, I'm waiting to see where this tie portion comes in because they're all different numbers. I know. I'm no, I said it's tight up top. Oh, I said it's tight up <laughs> okay. top. Damn, okay, but dude. I'm still winning, right? <laughs> uh, so Sam's at 54. 
And Murray's at a pitiful 16. Oh, fuck, fuck off. You. Terrible. Yeah, thank you. Fuck All me. right. So what you think of the pay-per-view? Uh, to be honest, man, I thought it was pretty decent. Yeah. Um, they, a lot of the changes that happened, which we'll talk about later on, that they said that, you know, they're going to switch things up. They kind of started really kind of playing on that a little bit, I felt like, on TLC. I do want to start with the fact that it was bullshit that the Cruiserweight Championship match was not in the middle of the card instead of on the pre-show, because it was fantastic, as usual. Um, Buddy Murphy went away with the win. There were certainly matches that could have gone on oh, the pre-show that absolutely. would have been way less good. I, like Natalia, Natalia's table match should that, have been on the pre-show. That was the one I was thinking of. It wasn't also. an awful match, but it definitely should have been on the pre-show. Uh, um, so, Cruiserweight Championship, Buddy Murphy won again, so he walked away with the title, um, but it was it was a killer it was a killer match. Um, then there was the ladder kickoff match between Elias and Bobby Lashley, which I think everyone was surprised was on the kickoff show. Yes. Um, I had high hopes that I was going to really enjoy that match, and I just didn't. I was... Just so many goddamn matches. But I will say that did probably help me get into the rest of the pay-per-view that much more, because after that match, I was like, okay, this is going to suck. And then that, you know, but... Well, let's go. Let's go to the big matches. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, like, what was your favorite? What was your favorite match of the night? Favorite match of the night was probably I was most entertained. Not my favorite match by any by any source, but I was mostly entertained by the Baron Corbin segment. I thought that match was actually pretty entertaining, and I had a lot of fun watching all those guys come out and get their revenge. It and was a payoff. Yeah. It was cool. It was cool. So that wasn't my favorite, but I definitely loved that spot. Um, my favorite match was probably... I mean, I'm not going to lie. It was probably Daniel AJ, because um, that was epic. So I think there were two matches that were the matches of the night. It was Daniel Bryan versus AJ, which, for my money, was a legit four-star match. I Absolutely. mean, it it doesn't have to be New Japan to be four or five stars. That was a that was a great match. Um, my favorite match of the night, though, and I was saying this to Jason earlier. Like it wasn't that long ago. Like we were doing the podcast when the first women's match headlined a pay per view, and it was Charlotte versus Sasha. Ah, the good old days. And this is, is Hell in the Cell. Uh, yeah, yeah, Hell in the yeah. Cell. Yep. And this is less. This is. I mean, this is probably 13 months after when that happened last year to when we were talking about Asuka, Charlotte, and Becky being a match of the year contender. Oh, yeah. Um, might not necessarily be your match of the year, but it's a contender because that was the most brutal women's match we've ever seen. And I like, I don't want to be one to have to qualify it with being a women's match because that was one of the best matches. That was one of the best TLC matches I've ever seen. It was intense. That was the the drama was there, the storytelling was there. Um the bumps were there <laughs> for sure. Uh Charlotte spearing Asuka through that through the barricade at that one point what looked, out of nowhere too looked rough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, it was well executed. And uh Becky, it did look like there was a bit of a botch at one point where you Becky think? did the thing off the uh ladder where she was supposed to go through or I think Asuka or Asuka and Charlotte were supposed but to roll off the table. And, one didn't and Charlotte move. Charlotte didn't move and Ooh. it looked pretty bad. JCB, what do you think about the pay per view? Uh overall. Overall I thought it was good. It was a no- it wasn't great. It wasn't bad. It was somewhere in the gray. Um I'm I'm sorry. I just got to take a little exception to the the Braun Strowman, Baron Corbin booking. I get it. 
Baron Corbin's down, well, Braun's down to one arm, so you basically are backed into a corner of not much to do. But, okay, do it one time. Don't do it a second time on Raw. I guess For that's sure. where my problem in lies. It's not what we're talking about, though. Okay, but I, I, look, I just corrected myself. Back the fuck up for 30 seconds. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, my gosh. Lord. AJ Daniel Bryan was good. The women like were good. Seth and Dean needed a stipulation. Oh. But that, that's why it was wrong. I know, I know. Because you built it up like, the, you know, I know. it's It should have been a ladder match. Okay. It should have been a ladder match. Make it some sort of stipulation. You gave the stipulation to Elias and Lashley when you didn't need it. They don't need it. They haven't even gotten to that point where a stipulation matters. Dean and Seth needed something else to elevate the violence. I agree. If you're going to be, if you're going to build this up to make it this big of a deal, it was the what the third to the last card on the uh, third to last match on the card. So that's a pretty that's basically saying it's important. Right. Then make it important. It's for the U, uh, the Intercontinental Championship. That's a start, but make it a ladder match. Make it a chairs match. Make it a TLC match. Make it a I don't give a fuck match. The intensity of that match did not ma- the intensity of that match did not match. No pun intended. Or did not match the intensity of the feud. Right. Agreed. No, exactly. Agree. Well, and that's, I even said in the... And uh, they're probably going to spread it out over three pay-per-views. Like course. we know, like when... They'll go to WrestleMania. Da- Daniel Bryan... Ugh, I don't, don't know if we no, go to WrestleMania. Do no, I want to see that shit. But I when, don't either, but... When Daniel Bryan does that reverse roll-up against AJ Styles, that means that we know it's not the end right. of the feud. Yeah, they're, sure. they're going back at each other again. Uh, but it didn't... Uh, and maybe they were being... Maybe they're... Maybe those guys got together planning this match and they said this is going to be a trilogy we know that we're going to be here we know we're going to be royal rumble and we know we're going to be somewhere else and so they're going to tell one story one time one story the other time and one story at the at the third pay-per-view that's happened before that's happened with styles and cena i mean that's that happens all the times in these big feuds so i'm I'm reticent to criticize the match too bad. It's like when people used to get mad at Mad Men episodes because it didn't, uh, it didn't forward the plot long enough. It's like motherfucker, you're watching Mad Men. It's like you're not. It's like you're not watching Mission Impossible. It might take a few weeks for it to play out. So okay, let's not okay, get too but, mad about it. Okay, I'm not going to get too mad. It about was it. a boring match, though. It was the only reason it was boring is because it's two reasons. One, you didn't have the stipulation on it, and two, it just became behind AJ and Daniel Bryan, who basically had, like you said, a four star match. Anybody would have been in a rough spot where you would. They should have switched. switched it. They should switch those two. That match comes somewhere in the middle. Right. You give me some bullshit, Elias, Elias Lashley, Lashley, where that spot was, match. so let me go to or, the bathroom, let me get my merch, and God do all forbid, the other shit. Natalia Ruby right. Fine. Yeah, right. right. Put it there, and you'd have got a better result out of it. Well, in, in the in the TLC thread on Friends with BFR, I even mentioned it's too bad we're in a PG era, because if they would have just put some color in that match, too... By the end of it, if it one wouldn't have or seen both slow. of them, it wouldn't have seen this slow. It would have You're made right. it seem that it would have added that little bit of intensity that yeah, it needed that's to. That's a good. That's but. a good point. So, I mean, I started this off by saying, Jason, what was your favorite part of the pay per view? Mm. Uh, you proceeded to tell me all the your least favorite parts of the pay per view. Now, what was your favorite part of the pay per view? Uh, probably the the main event. Um, Daniel Bryan AJ is a, a very close second, but when you have the ladies. Basically, main eventing a, a major pay per view, and they went out and performed the way they did. It's kudos that way. Plus, you, you got, got the Ronda Rousey coming in, yeah. which is 
Her uh, match wasn't awful either, though. Her match yeah, was not awful. Enough. No, no, no. no, no. Too nice, now, man. See, I'm not they saying know. it was a great Stop match. It. I'm not giving it a four-star rating. I nice, said it wasn't man. decent because she seen, killed it. We've Ronda seen this killed before. It, but they, but uh, at this point, I'm just so looking to see. So she did a Superman punch. So what? Uh, she, I, did, did, she did more than a Superman punch. But that my thing is I I'm having fun Murray, watching that, her progress. I agree with Murray. So she's got to smash somebody. Let it be Nia. I agree with Murray. That match told a pretty good story. I also thought that the Mysterio Randy Orton match was better than I thought it was oh, going to be. Oh, man. And God the, and the, damn. The, the so let me get really this straight. Good. So let me get the this straight. Hold on a second. The surfboard chair drop thing? Yeah, where they had the four chairs lined up. I thought the I thought the ending of the match was really good. Listen, you don't have to hate everything, man. I'm not saying... So let me get this straight. Just old, for the record. Man but just for the, the record. For the record. <laughs> Rey Mysterio and Randy Orton was a better match than Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose. I didn't say that. I just, I just said, said I was, was pleasantly surprised. <laughs> hey, Jesus. hey, listen. Put this on my tombstone. Expect <laughs> little. Be pleasantly surprised. Fuck that, man. Give me what I want, God No, I, you just Media have to go. Rarefully. You have to go into this shit not expecting very much and then to be pleasantly surprised. Like, you're expecting this shit to be good? Damn that. No, I expect to be entertained. You've been watching wrestling long enough to know you're not going to be entertained. Why can't I be entertained? What the fuck is what, What's WWE stand for? Bog with the lies. <laughs> My man. <laughs> now bring it to our three counts. <laughs> Oh, shit. So, uh, our three count is uh, <laughs> Raw started off with there were a lot of rumors going around the internet thinking that we knew that Vince was going to be on Raw. For sure. And there were some rumors going around that Vince was going to come over and do some sort of, sort of ceremonial handoff to Hunter, to Triple H, uh, saying that he is going to be the one that's going to be in charge of this shit from now on. So you had Hunter or you had Vince come out at the beginning of Raw with uh no chance in hell and still, that, my that face. still make still makes everybody pop. Of course. It still makes everybody pop. Even though we all hate him, we fucking pop for him. I know we pop I th- for I th- Mr. Th- McMahon I think it's so funny than... that everybody used to boo Roman Reigns, but when Vince come out they would bow they would all bow. It's like <laughs> he made room <laughs> Roman, Roman Reigns. So then you have Stephanie come out, then you have Triple H come out and I'm like God damn, they might be doing this. Like that would be really cool if they did a ceremonial passing of the torch. If Vince was going to spend all of his time working on the XFL or whatever Please the case it. may be, not to steal a line from Jason. That's yours. Uh, and then Shane's music hit, and I was like, "What the fuck are they doing?" So um, you have the four McMahon, Helmsley, the faction, the faction. You have them out there, and they give this vague. Uh, edict that they're going to start making stuff better and they understand that they've sucked <laughs> for a little while so now they're going to do everything they can to make sure it not suck it's Baron Corbin's it fault why the, it, it's creative to see why this this uh, is all sucks yeah. so they bring Baron Corbin out Baron Corbin they basically repeat the same thing that they did the night before at TLC where Baron Corbin takes a bunch of guys finishers um I don't mind having a kayfabe reason why everything sucked. I mean, it 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 doesn't bury Baron Corbin. If anything, it makes Baron Corbin like he's he's a real player now. Like he's not actually getting buried. In fact, I think he's in the main event next week at Raw. What bothers me the most is that you bring the McMahon's out and the people who are actually 
kayfabe and shoot style, maybe not Shane, but kayfabe and shoot style, they're the ones that have made everything wrong. Like even in kayfabe, Stephanie's the one that gave Baron Corbin the job. Right. And in shoot style, we know that Vince is the one pulling the strings and that Vince has rewritten a whole bunch of Raw episodes in the last few weeks, which has made it suck so bad. So I know there's lots of people out there saying, you guys didn't shake it up enough. This looked like the same old Raw. They had Revival go over. Uh, They threw out Sanity and the Good Brothers uh, the next night. And I know that it doesn't look like anything's changed. I have two things to say. One thing being, it might take a couple weeks for it to look like it actually changed. Of course. Now, however, if they would have came out and said, uh, we're giving you Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey tonight, that would have popped everybody. Oh, yeah. And then we'd be talking about something totally different on this podcast. Of course. If they would have come out and said, uh, we're stripping Brock Lesnar, no more absentee champions, we're stripping Brock Lesnar. That would have been the king let's of it. Have a, let's have a tournament. Let's let's treat our championships like championships finally. and have a tournament and that and whoever wins the tournament can face Braun Strowman at Royal Rumble or something right, right. like that. That would have popped the crowd. But it might take a little while and that would have been a short-term solution. The other thing being is that they might not be they might not be actually trying to fix anything. They might be trying to think how can we use this as an angle? Because they yeah, took away a- they took away the GMs in both Raw and SmackDown. So now there's no GMs anymore. Now it's just the McMahons in charge again. Which doesn't seem like less of the same. It seems like more of the same because everybody knows that the McMahons are in charge anyway. So I'm kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop and see how is this an how is this an angle to see if the McMahons take over even more thoughts. Well, I mean, when it comes to as far as being an angle, it obviously could go either way, like you said. They they've done it before, so it's not like it's it's above them to do it. Um, Certainly one, not. One thing I read earlier today. I mean, do you think Triple H is going to have a match at WrestleMania? Yeah, of course he will. Oh uh, yeah, no, there's there's no. I don't know what it would be. I have no preference. Right. Clearly, I don't but even care. No, but he will. I right. mean, he's always going to until he's Undertaker. But sorry, earlier today, I was reading an article earlier today. Now, who knows if this is true? This is you know us getting excited about things that they kind of throw little pieces of out there every once in a while get us excited but you mentioned the whole Brock Lesnar and stripping him of the title I don't know if that's supposed to happen but they are apparently supposed to be putting the Rockets back on Finn they're saying they want to they want to throw him back into the the universal title mix because this part of this shakeup is to start giving us quote unquote what we want and that's one of the biggest things. So that I mean, that, that but, would be nice. On your point though about um But that's it, not that's not ultimately what I'm looking for well, though. No, like no, I'm no. not I'm not like uh, what I'm worried about is like the thing that pisses me off the most is not that they're pushing the wrong guys. It's that it's it's all booked like bullshit. Yeah, they're not putting any it's, effort it's, into the story telling us why they're doing right, what they're it's doing. It's the booking. It's not like they could put Finn Balor into a shitty angle right going for five weeks tomorrow and it would still suck oh i agree i agree but what you, like you were saying though in the very beginning as far as how long it'll take for these changes to start happening whether it be a work or not you know it's part of the story it's still probably going to all culminate or however you say that word um at wrestlemania 
I mean, yes. it seems like they're trying to shake it up make it real spicy until WrestleMania, then that's their reset button, obviously, for the next season. But that's what they always do. They always I shake know, it up right before WrestleMania. But it also takes about every 10 years when they come out and say, we're going to shake things up and make a new WWE. And they right. do it every 10 years. And this is probably that around that mark. So JCB, shit on it. <laughs> Mark this date down. It was about 30 seconds of me being silent because he just caught me on that. But he's correct. I'm going to take a little mini dump on it. Um, mini. Mini. I mean, you guys kind of stole my thunder a little bit, but that's okay. Um, I agree with you. By shitting it's, on it? Well, yeah, but. Blame Zach. That, well, I'm not going to blame Zach. He's not even here. You said it. It's not going to be in two weeks. This is all this is going to do is just get us into 2019 and then they can decide what they want to do when they want to do it. Okay, that's great. I'm not going to worry about these next couple weeks. I'll wait and hold judgment until after the fact. Talk to me in 2019. Finn Bauer, I got to believe that when I see it. I mean, there's been too many chances where he's he's had a chance to go over or you had a chance to elevate and you didn't do it. You can name a ton of guys like that. Hashtag free Shinsuke. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. the next one that comes out of my head. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a lot of things that they, they, they're going to have to do to prove that this is not just lip service. For me, it's lip service. I got to see it to believe it. Um, it just, I, I, I just got to see it to believe it. Ultimately. I mean, I mean, big piggybacking on Murray's point though, like it does seem like the the shakeup started kind of the night before. They did put the belt on Asuka, and Asuka's one person that we've been bitching about for a long time, not having a not having uh, the push that she probably deserved. Okay, and right now, and you could see it in that match. By the way, you could see it that Asuka was energized, and Asuka gave it her all. Okay, and- but here's my problem with this. How did she win the title? Right, she Ronda didn't win Rousey it. Right. came in and interfered, and I'm not. Oh, and you I'm can't not, worry no, about that. Yeah, you can no, you because can't. that takes no. away from the moment. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. Oh, it, it does a little bit. It does, it does because that bit. is how she eventually gets the win. When Ronda Rousey pushes that ladder, and both Charlotte and Becky go outside of the ring, that frees Oscar up. You can roll your eyes all now, you want to. It's not. It doesn't change the fact that that's what happened. That. Is the catalyst? If Ronda, the end result is Oscar wins. The catalyst is Ronda Rousey. Now put it in, put it in like this: if if Ronda hadn't come out and interfered in that match, and they wouldn't have put, she wouldn't have pushed off Becky and Charlotte. One of the two of Becky or Charlotte would have grabbed that title. Kayfabe style. Kayfabe style. Kayfabe style. I mean, maybe. Maybe. But that because Oscar was way out laying under a table somewhere. Like, whatever. You, got, you guys, you guys can't have it every which way. I'm not asking it's, it for it, every oh, which way. Like, do you I, want do you want Oscar to have the belt? I, I, I like mean, it. You, I mean, you've been pushing for Oscar to have the belt. No, I'm yeah, into it. I, for, I, I want her to have for it for months, if yeah, not th- a year. Okay. So, and ultimately, when I saw it today, I still had a good feeling. It was like, okay, cool, she won the title, but. We could have did it a different way. You didn't it, even have to get Ronda Rousey involved. No, I, I understand it, why you did it, yeah, but you no. didn't have to. That's why I called it bullshit at first. And once I thought about it, it, it worked. It works because it's it's long term booking that WWE right. doesn't do very well. Okay, right. I give you that. Can I make an early prediction? And this will bring us into our odds and ends. And the early prediction is that Oscar <laughs> defends her SmackDown title at WrestleMania 
against Nikki Cross. Really? They're going to put Nikki Cross in the with the, I mean, I'm not against that at all. I think that's a badass match. I mean, if we're going to have Ronda versus Charlotte versus Becky and we're going to build that up to WrestleMania, which is, you know, a scant I'll take that. Honestly. A scant 3 months away. Yeah, yeah. So and they Nikki Cross and Asuka did have a really good last woman standing did, on NXT. Man. Right. Because so Nikki's fucking you, damn good. You know and what? And I would not have a problem with that. You Me know too. what? That's going to do it for our three counts. Tell us about F&B. F&B Eatery on 3453 Southampton, part of our Southampton Mafia, like my man Bill says. Um... Every time I look up, we're doing something new. Uh, they're closed today just because uh, I think like most people, they're passing the Midwest germs around and getting people sick or whatever the case may be, or they're sick. Uh, ultimately, you need to just go in, check them out. Tell them JCB sent you, like I said, 3453 Southampton. Um, what am I supposed to say something else, too? Oh, the uh, kimchi um, breakfast sandwiches. I had one the other day. <laughs> Jeez, the, the, oh yeah <laughs> we talked about it last yeah, yeah, week yeah i went there uh that saturday morning it was like eight thirty nine o'clock don't ask me why i was up that early I but, won't. <laughs> but anyway i decided to take a stroll on it and it was absolutely amazing and i just this is one of those things where especially with the new chef involved it's one of those where it's always going to be feeling like there's something new uh, besides the the usual standbys where you do have the barbecue beef burger. You do have the uh, the triple cheeseburger, hot dogs, you name it. They probably have it. Cold beers for the adults, sodas for the kiddies. Check them out. 3453 Southampton F&B Eatery. Tell them JCB sent you. This is banned from ringside. Well, I am going to say that a couple people on Facebook are finally chatting up with us. Stop. Jump back. Yeah. Uh, Justin Sampson. <laughs> yeah, oh, go ahead. He had a couple things to say. He I also bet. said, Jason, you can't always get what you want every night. There's Shit, a reason for that. I'll get it anytime. Also, Micah I'm said. A black man in Missouri. <laughs> Micah said, y'all too nice. Thank you. And uh, <laughs> what else? That's your new catchphrase. <laughs> yeah, we're going to get some BFR Y'all Too Nice shirts. Hell yeah. Done and done. I'll wear it. <laughs> but I'll do the like the Miz thing and cross out nice and put something that the opposite, like nope or whatever, or yep, whatever it was. No, I was about to say nice has got to be like naughty. So, I mean, or, you know, what's <laughs> no, what's the opposite of being naughty, naughty nice? I mean, That's what I'm saying. Mean. Yeah, Merry Christmas, everybody. Yeah, Merry Christmas, everybody. This is banned from ringside. All right, so we have some call-ups that they announced the other day, and I'd like to hear your guys' thoughts on it. We have Heavy Machinery, Nikki Cross, the aforementioned Nikki Cross, Lars Sullivan, EC3, and uh, the gal. Uh, what's her name? I can't remember her name now. What? Oh, the... the- Lacey, yeah, yeah. Lacey, Lacey Evans. Evans, who is a Vince Gal, if I've ever seen her. Yeah, no joke. So um, what are you guys' thoughts on who's coming up and who do you expect to do the best or the worst? I'm excited for Heavy Machinery just because I feel like they're ready, sort of. I don't, you know, I always feel like the NXT guys aren't ever quite ready when they're NXT brand, not, you know, not born. The ta- not the tag teams. Right. And, but I feel like if they're going to start shaking things up, let's, let's be positive here, Jason. Um, they, 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 I'll just pass on this they, one. That they're just, they, they, hopefully they start paying attention to the tag teams. They really start working with that. Um, EC3 surprised the shit out of me. I didn't expect that one yet. I figured he was going to have a little more time down in NXT before bringing him up, but I don't hate it. 
I feel like he's going to be better on the main roster than he will be on NXT for some reason. Um, and then uh, Nikki Cross, of course, I'm I'm fine with that's There's, awesome. I, I heard a rumor that Lars Sullivan is uh, they're Schnitzky? going to they're Light? going to put the, well they're all Snitsky lights except for <laughs> the except freak. for ex, except for Bar- Braun Strowman who's right Big but, Show light yeah yeah but um, I heard a rumor that Lars Sullivan is going to come up and be Daniel Bryan's muscle. Jason, thoughts oh. uh, thoughts on the call ups. Since we're talking about Lars, we'll start with him. Um, ultimately, I'm not a fan. I think he's injury prone, and I think that's going to come up on the main roster, especially with all the travel. Um, heavy machinery, they're going to be part of a tag team division that Vince ultimately doesn't care about, so it's hard for me to get excited about that. Plus, I think they need more time down the uh, the NXT brand. Lacey Evans, yeah, she, she looks the part, but... Once again, I think. Well, I'm just sorry you asked. They haven't done okay. much with her either. The, two, down there. the, the slam dunk is Nikki Why'd Cross. Why'd you start yeah, off yeah, who's sure. going to be best? The slam dunk is Nikki Cross. I agree. She can do it. Yeah. As long as you don't mess with her character, you bring up the same NXT character. Oh yeah. That you are going to hopefully bring up on the main roster. Nikki Cross is the slam dunk. I, I agree. It. I agree. EC3 should have been on that main He's roster from the dunk. jump. Same, He's a slam dunk. Here. He also. should be a slam dunk too. Now, even though he, I'm weird about him, I, th- I still think he should have went straight to the main East, roster. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Those are your slam dunks. Nick or uh, um, Lacey Evans. She needs more time. I think she's gonna have she's gonna struggle with promos and she's gonna struggle in ring. She needs more time. Uh, Lars Sullivan's gonna be hurt all the time. I think if she, if he's gonna be Daniel Bryan's muscle, great. You know, make Daniel Bryan champ for as long as you want to. I, Go into WrestleMania. I, I That's think, what you want to do. That's what you do. I think Snitsky's about as apropos of a of a comparison as you can have for yeah. Lars Sullivan. Like, now he's very Snitsky esque. Or Heidenreich. <laughs> Who, who's the one that raped Michael Cole? Heinrich, right? Heinrich, yeah. Yeah, okay. So, like, th- those are all, and Tyson <laughs> Tomko. Tyson Tomko. I mean, Mason Ryan. I mean, WWE's same, history, the WWE network is littered with corpses of these big guys that come up that Vince loves for about six months and then abandons after a while. I There's mean, not much you can other do. than Brock Lesnar. Well, Brock Lesnar Brock is Lesnar a whole other monster. Yeah, he's not, not typical. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. mean, and Big Show is way bigger than all these guys. Yeah, right. I mean, Lars Sullivan just looks like a a big guy that even just Braun Strowman do some things. He, I think that Braun Strowman has more potential than the rest of these guys because I think that Braun Strowman um, has some levity to him. But even then, his ceiling is Big Show. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I mean, I just I get it because you you want to bring in new blood, but then you already have a problem. I mean, where Andre you, the Giant hit his ceiling. And then he died. So, like, everybody remembers him being great. If he wouldn't have died, he would have ended up being like Big Show and be like, why is this old guy still hanging around all the he time? He was flipping face and on, heel. The, the, on the backside. And that's, and it was that's, fast. that's no knock on Andre the Giant. No, no, no. Because on The Princess Bride, Andre the Giant he was, was great. Obviously, it's a great Obviously. movie. He was in bad but shape. But these though. big guys, these big guys, and Brock Lesnar's not the same thing because Brock. Undertaker, more than anything, is the exception that proves the rule. I can agree with that. I was yeah, going to yeah, say, yeah. Because he's even going into man. his 50s, he's still able to do most things that 50-year-old guys shouldn't be doing. Right. I think EC3 is the slam dunk. I think EC3's uh, gimmick, the one percenter gimmick, makes more sense on the main roster. I agree. Nikki Cross is also great. 
Um, EC3 is great, and I think EC3 is going places. A um, couple other things I wanted to talk about. Um, so in this shakeup, they did bring up the Good Brothers and Sanity all in the same match. Yep. Good Brothers hadn't been on TV for four months. Man, that's ridiculous. They let them talk, too. And they made a joke about how they hadn't been on TV in four months. That is kind of ridiculous. They did end Raw with an eight-woman gauntlet match, which is different than how Raw usually ends. And, I mean, by far, a lot of the eight women in there weren't... They weren't very memorable matches. Uh, Natty versus Sasha at the end was memorable, though. That was good. Um, Bailey versus somebody at the very beginning. Whoever they put out at the very beginning was good. Oh, um... It was good, though. It was different. It made Raw seem different than all the other Raws. Alicia Fox was first. Okay, that's not what I was talking about. Although, Alicia Fox's finisher is badass. That fisherman suplex doesn't... She does it well, too. Um... What else was it? it looks like we're getting a three-man uh, feud between Dolph, Finn Balor, and Drew McIntyre, which I don't really hate. I wish that was happening closer to WrestleMania because I think that would be a good opener for WrestleMania. Um, do, you, do you think that Velveteen Dream is um, Alicia Fox? Do I think they're the same person? Yeah. Bitch. No, Velveteen Dream's a little scary. <laughs> don't make me come over there. Don't make me come over there. I mean... No, uh, Hardy versus Colts. <laughs> okay, uh, we had in the main event of SmackDown, um, even though it was the typical SmackDown main event of a tag team, two faces versus two heels, the faces and the heels were, it was Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan and Almas, and Almas is one of the top 10 workers in the company, I would say, and versus AJ and Mustafa Ali, who... <clears throat> Looks like they're going to put some time into Mustafa Ali because he got the clean pin on Daniel Bryan, which is fucking awesome, man. Yep. Like it looks like they're looks like Mustafa Ali is a permanent part of SmackDown now going forward, which is exciting going forward. JCB, yeah, uh, kudos to Mustafa Ali. I mean, between him, Cedric Alexander, Buddy Murphy, uh, Drew Gulak, I think that's the well was the core of the two hundred five live roster. Obviously. Mustafa Ali being called up, I think, is a well-deserved call-up. Um, uh, those four guys, though, he would have been the last one I thought that they would have given a push to. And Part that, of that shake that, that makes That makes me happy. Uh, all, uh, I, honestly, I think, and we always kind of talk about it. They're all great workers. They're all great workers, but there, there's a serious lack of face face characters in the WWE in general. Mustafa Ali will definitely slide in and become one of those face guys. He got the clean win on Daniel Bryan, so that you could lead to a title match maybe on SmackDown to start the new year, but it's a good push. It's a good start for SmackDown, but SmackDown wasn't the problem anyway. SmackDown wasn't the problem anyway. Thoughts on Mustafa Ali making the main roster? I thought I think it's great. Um, it, I have a little bit of... I, it's just a little nitpick that I feel like he looks... Just like Seth Rollins, especially in his gear with that little vest and everything. But otherwise, I'm I'm stoked. I think he's amazing. I think he's great. You know, he's the little bit of time he's had on the mic, he's done great. He's an amazing worker. And D- Daniel Bryan is kind of playing this middle ground of 
the guy that's it right now, but also kind of playing that old school got to get a guy over kind of thing. Yeah, I, I kind of like the idea of Daniel Bryan being behind the scenes, being like, let me take the pen to that's, Mustafa That's Ali. what I'm saying. He's, he's still getting a guy over while he's on top. You know, it's awesome. This is banned from ringside. All right, birthdays this week. We have Prima Cologne is 36, Only Lorcan, only 33, Damn. Luke Luke Gallows, only 35. That blows me away. That is, that crazy. is crazy. Holy shit. Man. I know. No I way. thought for sure he was older than me. The Great huh. Muda, uh, RIP? <laughs> I don't know. Don't He's think 56. So? Jamie Noble is 42. Yeah. Cassius Ono, a month younger than me, is. Oh, sorry. No, a month younger than me is 39. And Rusev, here was the biggest thing I learned this week. Rusev's birthday is Christmas Day, which means Rusev Day is actually Christmas Day. I got to look that Therefore, up. Therefore, Rusev is Jesus. So, <laughs> Merry Christmas, Rusev. Hey, everybody. We know there's a lot oh of podcasts God. to listen to, so we appreciate the hell out of you listening to our podcast. Yes, sir. For Sam the Mahler Mall, for Shock Jack. City Studios, Jack. for Soul Taco, Jack. for JJ Twigs, for Jack. F&B Eatery, Jack. for Zach Two Beer Pullman. I'll see you Saturday, brother, for Murray Man, Murray Man, Murray, Jack. for Jason Cornelius Bell. I Merry am Chris Bill Bailey, and everybody Boo the heels!